Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. Hey, Happy Tanners. I'm so excited and pumped to bring you this week's episode of the Happy Tans Podcast. On this episode, we have the world-renowned, world-famous celebrity tan expert Jimmy Coco himself. He shares a lot of helpful information and insights into how he went from being a bartender to one of the most well-known and famous spray tan artists in the world. Jimmy was very helpful to share a bunch of information and insight into how he got into the business and how he treats his customers and is able to charge $350 per session. Again, listen in to Jimmy's inspirational and insightful story on how he went from being a bartender to one of the most famous spray tan artists in the world. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope that everyone enjoys the show. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. I'm so excited on today's episode. We have Mr. Jimmy Coco, the celebrity tan expert. How are you doing this evening, Jimmy? I am doing great, Grant. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. As uh, Nobody's going to know because we're going to post this on a Wednesday, but it is Friday evening, so thanks for taking some of your uh, valuable evening out to uh, to share your story with us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Grant. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'd, I'd like to just kind of jump in and open the floor. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows who you are, obviously, you know, world-renowned uh, celebrity spray tan expert, all that but I'd like to for you to kind of give a second to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and the background and you know how you got into the industry. Awesome. Well, uh, I started in 2004, and I was watch I was bartending at the time, and I was also a sportswear model. So I was in tanning beds and um, trying different you know body makeups and stuff. When I saw an infomercial, I believe it was the Fantasy Tan infomercial. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And I wanted to learn how to do it. So I ordered the stuff and started practicing. It was just this little airbrush um, stylus thing. And so I started, you know, just kind of practicing on paper towels, just like doing these little circles back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then I started practicing on my friends. And uh, that was pretty wild because, uh, you know, they came out looking like uh, wild animals, zebras and leopards, (laughs) snow leopards. (laughs) So um, it just it came to me to start a mobile tanning business because when I was a kid, I used to go with my stepdad on his window washing visits. That was his side job aside from um, being a fireman. And I would make house calls with him and I would help him, you know, just, you know, changing out the water or rinsing out the, the brush or whatever. So I learned a lot about etiquette and how to respect people's homes um, during those years. So I started a mobile tanning business, and I was looking around trying to you know, find someone to look up to, and there were no other mobile tanning businesses at the time. So I just kind of had to shoot from the hip and um, kind of go with it. So I started uh, – I set up a, a little oh, – obviously, I, I did my uh, – I set up my – business as mobile tanning pros and I set up at gyms because I I wasn't never thinking that I would work with celebrities or anyone famous I just thought I would get other models with you know skin defects like mine I have a port wine stain on my uh, birthmark on my chest 
So I figured I would be able to help out, you know, just normal models or people. I never thought ever, ever that I would be working with famous people. So I set up a 24-hour fitness, and I was kind of handing out business cards, and I was charging like a hundred bucks. <laughs> and um, uh, one of the trainers came up to me and, and told me that she had a celebrity client, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I thought she was just making conversation again, never thinking that I would be working with any celebrities. Um, never thought that I would or ever want to. And um, she said that she had a client that was shooting for Maxim magazine and maybe I could give her a tan for that. And I thought, okay, you know, I could do that. And it was Laura Prepon from that 70s show. Uh -huh. uh, she played Donna. So I got the call. I went over and I did the spray tan and um, she shared a publicist with, and I didn't even know who, what a publicist was or anything about public relations. I knew nothing. She shared a publicist with Jennifer Garner so then I got a call and I was doing Jennifer for Alias and other shoots that she had going on. And then Desperate Housewives started, so I was working with them. And it just kind of snowballed. And then I was getting into music videos with the Pussycat Dolls and so many, 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 many things. I mean, so many years ago, since 2004, I'd forgotten about a lot of it. <laughs> and, you know, and it's just sort of like I was paying attention back at the time because I was getting all these phone calls and my friends are saying, hey, um, you know, you're in a magazine. And I'm like, huh? And they would show me the magazine. I'm like, how am I in magazines? So it was really interesting. And then I just sort of evolved with, you know, looking into new equipment and I kind of started taking it a little more seriously and then changed my name to the business name to Jimmy Jimmy Coco because it seemed to be a little more beachy, like the song Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by Little Anthony and the Drifters. And I thought, that's kind of fun. And I never thought, again, anything serious ever. I thought it was just going to be fun and light and airy. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm winning Best of Beauty Awards in Allure Magazine and, you know, Vogue. And I'm like, how is this happening? Um, so I kind of just went along with it. And it just kind of, you know, took over my life. And Jimmy Coco was born. And it changed my life, and I just kind of held on, and I made a few mistakes along the way. But, uh, you know, you learn as you go, and I feel like now I'm, I'm the best I've ever been, and um, it's a very exciting time for me. Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome story. We'll, we'll definitely get to, you know, some of the bumps along the road, but this is a cool story how, you know, it came from nothing. Obviously, 2004, got to think. Facebook had just started, so that wasn't something that was being used. Um, at that point, it was for college, you know, students only. There was very little, um, as far as the internet goes, no YouTube, Insta obviously Instagram or any of that. So it's pretty crazy right. to think of that. But obviously, I'm, I'm assuming then you lived out in LA at that time as well. Yes, I moved to LA back in 1998. Okay. Uh, was it 98? I believe it was, or 90, wait a second. Yeah, it was like nine, well, yeah, it was like 97, 98, I moved to LA. And, um, at the time, um, I had a half a record deal in my back pocket. I was recording music in Miami. Um, I had moved to Miami from Sacramento in like 94 and I spent three years there and, uh, you know, came out of the closet <laughs> and, um, and I was, you know, working um, as a sports model and then 
you know, I was go-go dancing. I was at the gym every day and, you know, just kind of doing my thing. In my 20s, I was in really great shape from a gymnastics career as a kid. So I was really kind of just making money off of looking great. And um, so that was that was that was that was great. And then I moved to L.A. and I was working at a nutrition and tanning place um, for a little bit until I got hired as a bartender at the Abbey. And I started working at the Abbey. And it was during those years that I had seen the the infomercial, and uh, so I used you know the Abbey as kind of seed money to get my business sure. going. So it was really tough to transition away from the bartending job that was bringing me thousands of dollars a month. I'm sure, yeah. To doing my own thing where I had no leadership and I didn't have to clock in at yeah. all. <laughs> it was really really difficult. It was literally. When the Abbey sold to SBE and said that I had to interview for my position again, and I'm like, wait a second, I just sold four thousand dollars in martinis last Sunday. I have to interview? <laughs> like I'm old. I, I'm a. I'm like one of the staple bartenders here, and I. I shouldn't have been, but I. I was a little offended that I had to interview, even though it was a formality. I just kind of my ego was bruised, so I was like, you know what? I think that this is my time to say goodbye to the bartending world and just focus on my business. And uh, that's when I had a talk with some of the facialists and um, agents and, and, and PR people that were referring me. And they told me I wasn't charging enough. And it was like, if, and so I did the math and I thought, well, if I raise my price, then I could, I could make my rent, I could make my car payment, I could do my, you know, all that stuff. So I was so scared, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And once I raised my prices, the level of respect that came with that was was higher too. And it was really, yeah, it was really great. I could afford to stay, you know, to keep my business on a higher end scale. Um, Clients knew that they could trust me um, during confidential times. You know, what happens anywhere within my view or my, my, my hearing would never be discussed. It would never leave the walls of, of where we were. And, you know, they. I learned that that's what they're paying for. And then I raised my price again. <laughs> so it went from 100 bucks to like 175 to 250 And then finally I raised it to 350 And now it's like, you know, it's the first one's 350 And then you have to buy a package. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's like when you when you pull up to these people's homes, you have to have a nice car. You have to dress well. You have to present. You have to kind of be on their level. And when you are the best in the business, you know, I feel like I'm one of the best in the business. There are a lot of amazing, talented, uh, you know, spray tan artists out there. And I feel like I am definitely among them. Uh, So you want to look your best and you want to be presentable. You need to have your facial. You need to smell good. You need to, you know, all those things and be well-groomed. So you you can't present yourself well unless you you know, are busy enough. And when you are doing those $100 spray tans, you know, I had checks bounce from clients. I had a lot of, uh, there were just some, I guess, some other things that went along with, with that. So um, I, I'm happy. I'm happy where I'm at with what I'm charging, the, the clients that I have, and the respect that, that came with all of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely have a, a solid niche uh, market for yourself and the pricing obviously is 
far different from anyone else that's been on the podcast or that I've seen. So it's obviously an interesting thing. And probably, you know, a lot of the audience that we have here is people that are maybe in smaller towns. They might not have the same clientele and they're charging, you know, $35, $45 a 10. And they're questioning that and looking at all their competition. But it all, I think, like you said, a lot of it is how you present yourself and present the business and things like that. And like you kind of embraced it and it seems like that, you know, and then you're, you're saying, look, I am the celebrity tan expert and I do this. And at this level, you know, this is what it is. Uh, if you can't afford it, then it's, it is what it is. But, uh, and that's kind of an interesting way to do it. And I, I've been, um, as we met through the spray tan artist forum yeah, and, um, I, I, I was kind of secretly in the forum just to kind of read and, and follow to see what other, you know, people were dealing with. And I was, it was interesting to see the types of things that people were posting. Um, and it's one of those things where I know that I know that I don't want to offend anyone. I know that th it can be rough uh, at times, but I think that it's it's important to note that people don't need to know about the bad things that happen and you I know that there's a space there to vent, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be about that. I think that the Spray Town Artist Forum should be more about, you know, education, learning. I've, you know, I know people have asked, and I've jumped in on conversations in the past when they're asking about a certain, you know, issue. I would jump in and I would do more of the educational type and kind of be someone to help. Um, but I, I really wouldn't respond to any of like the, the, com the complaints about someone that was late and not, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would, I, I think that I would love, it would be great to see this industry on a higher level. Yeah. And I think that with what I'm reading in the spray tan artist form, which I think is awesome, I would love to see a little bit more educational. Maybe we can talk about that. Um, and, uh, just more about how to better satisfy your clients and how better to deal with any issue that they have without, you know, blasting it out on, yeah. on, in, the, in the forum. You yeah. know what I mean? Even, yeah. even if they're not mentioning the names. Sure. I, I read some things that I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah. Luckily, luckily, I'm not dealing with that here in L.A. <laughs> but I, I think that a lot of a lot of the spray tan, a lot of the spray tanners and I respect every one of them. Uh, we all share the same passion for this beautiful craft, and I, I think it's great. And, and I, I get fan mail from from a lot of them, and it's it's super special to me. Um, I think that can you still hear me? I'm getting a yeah. Okay, good. I think that if we can all just keep it on a, on a, a super high level, you know, like talking about the beautiful that you did today or when someone was late how you handled it and it you know it almost like didn't matter um, or how gracious you can be during a time of despair or I know you're running late to another client and this one pushed you later there you can always you know you don't have there's a way to handle it sure. and it starts with a deep breath you know I live in LA and I'm busy and I'm in traffic and my clients are a list and some of them are getting on planes some of them 
uh, you know, have to leave for for work and they're filming. So I, I totally get it. I totally get it. But um, there's a way to be gracious and 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 patient at yeah. the same time. I yeah, it, it, I agree with that. I mean, there are lots of times in the forum and any other group uh, that it's, it's a lot of uh, sometimes people airing dirty laundry and things like that and like screenshots of their customers, you know, texting, whatever it is, you know, and, and yeah. there's a time and a place for everything, obviously. But like you said, it needs to it, it's sometimes overlooked as far as, you know, you kind of said it earlier, the etiquette and that you said, you know, gracefully handle things and stuff like that. And in the end, people are, are, are you know, exchanging their hard earned money for something from you. Um, they don't technically owe you anything until you've done the service. So for you to badmouth somebody or say they're late, like we've all been there. So um, yeah. these people are trusting in you, and, and they're they're paying you over anyone else that they could go to. So sometimes take a step back and look at the customer service thing. You know, I always talk to people about that and say, I think they say ninety percent of companies think they give great superior customer service, and only eight percent of customers actually agree with that. So there's a huge disconnect there as far as people understanding and being nice and then kind of like you said graceful gracefully handling situations or whatever they may be and there's there's a place for that everywhere obviously but if it was more educational and you know helping each other and kind of this is how i would handle this situation as opposed to you know it sounds like more bad mouthing or something like that that's not that's not the proper way to probably handle that yeah yeah and a lot of it's a venting so I and and it's and like I said, it's sort of a, a catch twenty two because and on one hand, you know, it is a closed group and and that is a place for people to vent and and I get it. But when you're in the Hollywood beauty or in just the beauty industry in general, you know, it's if we can just keep it all beautiful, even yeah. if you know it's a little bit ugly, there's there's beauty in that and to to just for everyone to understand that. As you said, Grant, these people, they first of all, you're being paid for a service. And second, they are trusting you. It's a very intimate time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone's naked. And there's that time of, you know, that situation where you have to just be. And you have to remember that these people, you know, half of the, the women out there, they're not naked in front of anyone other than their husband. I hear it all the time. Yeah. So there's there's that too, and I think that the for the girls that are charging whatever thirty five dollars or forty dollars for a, a tan, I think that you know don't be afraid, you know be confident in yourself, be confident in your work, raise your price, raise yeah. your price because at the end of the day, people are going to pay it if you're good, mm-hmm. and if you're gracious, and if you're professional. Yeah, I agree with that, and for a lot of people that are at that price point, they got to that point by looking at their competition, and I try to tell people I hate the whole, I hate when people sit around and look at their competition and worry about all this stuff. It's just a waste of time and energy where it could be spent making a client feel better or you know doing something else like growing your business. So for people to set their price point based on what everybody else does, and then obviously all somebody has to do is come in and undercut them, and if you're only competing on price, then you're going to get beat no matter what, That's um, right. you know, so right. Walmart could have a similar product to a, a, a you know, a boutique store, but they're not going to compete because there are two different types of clientele that you're dealing with there. So it's kind of a, you know, like you said, it is, it is challenging, but you kind of have to do it and believe in yourself. Like you said, and that, I think a lot of it does come down to that belief in them and in, in yourself um, and the service that you're providing. Yeah. And you can, you know, when I first started, when I raised my price, because I felt I, I didn't have the confidence 
in myself that I have now. I rose, I raised my price a hundred bucks and I would spend like 20 bucks on flowers <laughs> and I would come, I would bring flowers. I would bring, you know, another gift. I would bring cookies or, or candy. Now it's just, I just do a really great job and I, I use amazing products and I just try to keep everything as, as, you know, as, as clean and um, luxurious as I can. So that takes, you know, extra money too. But for those people who are afraid to raise their price or they don't feel that someone's going to pay it, it's, it's nice, you know, when you raise your price and you hand somebody flowers at the same time, <laughs> you know, they're, they're less likely to complain about it. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So I, I want to touch on a couple of things here, Jimmy, and you mentioned earlier some bumps in the road, and for any entrepreneur, as as you knew, stepping out from being a bartender and having that security and knowing that, hey, I'm going to make this amount of money per month to, you know, providing for yourself and living in L.A., obviously it's not the cheapest place in the world to live. So, you know, the entrepreneurial roller coasters, I like to call it, there's ups and downs, highs and lows, and I'm sure you've been on both ends of those. So if, if you don't mind kind of jumping in and telling us a story on both sides of that, We'll start with maybe the worst entrepreneurial moment and then jump in. From that, we'll turn uh, to something a little brighter and nicer and, and go to the best moment that you've had so far in your business. Well, way back, I'm going to say back in like 2005 or 2006, I was, I was tanning um, an actor's wife. And, uh, and there was just a real moment of miscommunication. And I felt disrespect at the same time and I was asked to um, to drop the, the garbage out and I was very taken aback by that because I'm sure there was a housekeeper somewhere around sure. and and rather than be gracious about it I wasn't gracious back then and I just kind of gave a very uh, confused look I imagine <laughs> and 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 sent a message like I am not I am not doing that. And honestly, I should have I should have handled it differently. And um, so I chose not to work with that client again because I was like I can't believe she asked me to take the garbage out. And um, so I chose to not work with her again. And then when you know there was an important event coming and I just I refused. I refused to do it, and she was really upset. And I wish that I would have handled that differently. I really do, because I, I think about that all the time, and I wish that I would have handled that differently. Basically, what I would do today is I would say, sure, no problem, and then next time, if it was asked again, I would just say, you know, hey, I, you know, I, I'm not comfortable taking the trash out because I'm going to see another client now sure, or something. But... Um, I wish that I would have handled that differently. And another thing, I was really busy in the beginning and I really just never knew when the work was coming. So, you know, I was young and going out and I would have some drinks and wake up and a little bit of a headache and I would, you know, show up with a little bit of a headache if I got a call at the last minute in the morning. And it was just like, I knew that they weren't getting the, the best me. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I wish that I would have kept things a little bit more. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of what happens. That's what happens when you get a last minute call. You know, if you weren't planning on working and then you, you, you know, had a couple glasses of wine the night before and you wake up and you feel a little, a little groggy. It's kind of the way it is. So I guess maybe 
just the one glass of wine when you're on call and you know it. Unless yeah. you have specific hours, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And I'm sure for you and their clientele, it's kind of like um, a, a different understanding, you know, if you're going to, they can call you pretty much and get it. I, I mean, you might have specific times, but it's probably a little more lenient. Oh, my clients now, if I if they call me at the last minute and I'm at happy hour, I'll say, look, I'm at happy hour, so I'll, I'll come, you know, at 7, but I'm at happy hour. And they're like, what are you drinking? We'll have one ready for you when you get here. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, and, and they even offered to pay Uber. I'm like, okay, okay. So I know that's, that's a little bit better than what, you know, uh, most of your viewers, you know, are, are or what you, most of your viewers are, are getting. But um, it's pretty funny. It's really cool. Like, I made it if I'm there. And, um so yeah, that's what I would say. Just more moderation, more sure. moderation, or call off for those two days if there's going to be, you know, an extra glass of wine at the end of the night. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And on the flip side of uh, of the worst moment, there, what what's the best moment uh, for you so far in your business? Oh my goodness, I'm gonna prop. There's a couple. There's actually so many. I feel like every <laughs> every moment is the best. I have an amazing career. I have a career that is more like a dream than it is than than a career. Um, I am involved with most some of the most iconic beauty looks of all time, and uh, what I can say early early on, I spray tanned a woman that has melanoma, mm-hmm. and uh, she's had so many removed. And you know, once you get melanoma, it's not a matter. of you know, you're going to, it will come back because the damage is done. So I, I spray tanned her and she was like on the verge of tears. And it was a really scary thought thinking she was going to cry on her, on her spray tan. But <laughs> she cried because, you know, she has not been able to be in the sun and just reminded her of all the fun that she had in Huntington Beach, you know, growing up. And she saw herself as that, um, again, for the first time in, I don't know, five years. So that was that was really special that she could relive that and she was able to have that feeling again from a spray tan, which was 100% safe. Yeah. Um, and another moment, I would say, one of the years that I did Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, there was a new model, and I forget her name. She was so excited because she knew that I had been tanning. Uh, the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show for years and years, and she was so excited. And when she, um, when she actually, you know what? I have another one. This girl Jamie, that I was friends with, and I used her as a model. Yeah, that's the one. This girl Jamie, I, she was a friend of mine, and she was a model. And she's in a lot of my my videos when I was doing a lot of the Oscar. Uh, I was doing like an Oscar beauty segment. Um, for all over the world, France, Germany, like Italy, like all over. And she was this beautiful blonde-haired model, and she was on that reality show, The Next Victoria's Secret model, and she was one of the winners. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even know because we had lost contact, and I was in New York, and I was was told that I was going to tan this girl, Jamie, um, and she was one of the contest winners. And I'm like, wait a second, Jamie, that's weird. I think maybe she was a model now. I wasn't sure. And then she had heard that Jimmy was coming to tan her. So we were, she was pretty, she was 99% sure it was me. 
and I was kind of like five percent hoping that it was her. And when <laughs> she when she opened the door, it was unbelievable. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I I know that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I know that this is like the right place and the right time because I'm doing this, and you're here." And that was super cool for me. Yeah, definitely. super cool. Yeah, and we're still friends now. Awesome. We're still friends. Yeah, yeah. we're still friends. So that was that was a special moment. But Surreal. There's been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many, so many, so many moments. I mean, I just went through my trunk of magazines and, um, because I was doing. Uh, I was. I was. I just came back from Australia. I was on the panel at the Priceline um, Beauty Prescription Live event, and um, it, they asked me. You know, one of my first. You know, big moments in my career and I was looking through and it was I'll have to look at it it was the first time that I was in a magazine with my picture and a title um, <laughs> it was the Life and Style Weekly magazine and it was from February of 2006 and it says beauty tips from celebrity tanner Jimmy Jimmy Coco with my picture and Angelina Jolie was on the cover and Jennifer Aniston and Brittany and Jessica Simpson. And, um, and it was from way, 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 way back. Yeah. 2006. And, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a moment. That was a moment for me. That was a moment. And then, um, yeah, I guess. And then a, another down, another down moment would have been when that show sunset tan hit the air when it went on air because that was um I had worked so hard at bringing spray tanning to like the red carpet and trying to keep it as luxurious service and it just I felt went downhill yeah I don't um, know of that show it was yeah it was after Anna Nicole Smith passed away they I guess they brought that show on and it was to me, it just was. I just thought it was a, a poor depiction of the industry, mm -hmm. and um, I wasn't happy. Yeah. But, and then it passed, and whatever. So. Sure. Well, I think the industry still kind of kind of deals with a, a negative thing in the fact that it's, you know, this whole orange Cheeto, all that kind of stuff. It's still, uh -huh. you know, people still think about that stuff. So it's definitely something to overcome. And part of it, like you mentioned earlier, is like the whole the whole fact of how people view themselves within the industry and like, what are you putting your energy and time into instead of like all this crap basically that you're worried about? Like, right. you know, you want to be respected and treated that way than, than act that way. So it yeah. sounds like, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Well, um, instead of asking a couple of the typical questions that I have, I mean, for, for you to give advice to anyone that's in, obviously you have LA there, you have a great, uh, ability to to reach out to all those celebrities and people that people that live there, but for other people that want to get into more unique um, industries or niches, whatever you want to call it, do, what what do you do? You have any tips or suggestions for them as far as that goes? Do you mean for just getting into this business or for really upping their game? Yeah. Yeah, well, like, for instance, we get a lot of people that question, like, how do you, even for people that might live in, in, for instance, Miami or somewhere, other cities where there's celebrities or people, obviously, there's they're all over the United States, but how do you tell people, like, this is how you kind of get in that door? Obviously, it's not like you kind of had a network opportunity there, so is that the best advice you give for people in that situation? I feel like, well, first of all, shout out to Fabiola Trujillo. Yeah. 
She's in awesome. Miami. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that she's great. <laughs> um, I send clients to her. Oh, but cool. I feel I feel like you in order to be good at this, you have to have empathy. You have to be able to see the human body for what it is and look at the human body as your canvas to create the best look on that body in front of you possible because it's not just applying the tan it's really getting into maybe giving adding a little bit of shimmer and giving them options you know mm -hmm. and and doing you know a few contours like down the 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 abs and shading down the hips if it's something that you can see that is needed without ever bringing it up and just really going the extra mile to make them feel like absolute perfection when they're done. Sure. Um, and making sure that <laughs> I'm just going to say, make sure their ass is nice and tan because the first thing they do is turn around and look fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? So do a nice, I did a, I did a really great, uh, I did a contour, uh, I did a, a butt contour on Kim Kardashian's app. So if your if your viewers have not downloaded the app, they should probably download the app and take a look at that. Okay. Um, because that is definitely you can do that without people knowing, and uh, I think that's a that's an amazing thing. You don't tell them, you just do it, and they're like, oh my gosh, this looks great, that looks great. Oh my gosh, I have abs. And even if they notice, you say, yeah, you know, the lines were there. I saw them clear as day, and you just make people. They're already beautiful when they got there. They're gonna feel more beautiful when they leave. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. So it's so you're obviously the contouring and things like that, and that obviously elevates your game. But for somebody to get into uh, that a niche like that, obviously, like you're referring people to Fabiola, you said. So she's got now she has that opportunity to to tan these celebrities and things like that. So it sounds like it's all a network thing. So. Is that it is network it's hard it's hard it's hard to it is hard to get in I feel I had a lot of luck on my side in the beginning I when I start like I said I was the pioneer of, of mobile tanning mm -hmm. so there was no one else to call so they got me whether they wanted me or not <laughs> <laughs> sure maybe some of them didn't maybe some you know but at the end of the day I'm still here and um, I feel like you if you want to get into that crowd, I would get to the hotels. I would go to the five-star hotel in your area and make nice with the concierge. Yeah. Invite them for a, a, a beautiful treatment and raise your price. Sure. Because that's what that's how you get into yeah. into that into that. Yeah, they're not going to call a thirty-five dollar ten for a celebrity. <laughs> no, because you can't. You know, the way I look at it is, if that's what you're charging, then you don't have enough confidence sure. to, 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 to do it. And then I wouldn't have enough confidence that they wouldn't leave and talk about it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And I've told a lot of people that are in, uh, especially touristy areas or anywhere like that, like get, get out to the hotels and network with those people, give them free, you know, tans and do all kinds of stuff. You yes. got to get out there and network and think outside the box. Do it. You have, you can't follow your competition. Obviously, if you want to get something like that, you need to think differently than they are. I can't, I can't, I was, as a gymnast, my coach, Tom, 
uh, I was competing for Byers Gymnastics, and my coach, Tom Gardner, was um, very, very, very firm when he pulled me aside during a gymnastics meet warm-up and said, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm watching. I was watching whoever was in first place. You know, I'm watching mm -hmm. his high bar routine. Why are you watching that? You need to focus on you. And it's so true. And people will ask me, oh, do you know of this spray tenor? I'm like, who? I don't know of many. Mm -hmm. I don't. I know a few. And I'm learning more now that I, I usually will get emails from people to enter the business. And I know I see the ones that become successful. And it's great. Um, but I, I don't really look at what they're doing. And I don't care. Mm -hmm. I just I focus on, on myself. And I, I think of ways to do it better for me, not what other people are doing. And it's just from like guess and check, trial and error, experimentation, um, you know, trying new things on my friends before yeah. I ever do it on a client. Uh, so, yeah, that's how, you know, that's how you stay, you know, sort of in your own unique lane. Because yeah. there, are, there's a, there are many spray tanners now in the world, and I think it's great. And a lot of them are very good. And I think that's also wonderful. Um, but, you know, don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Just kind of do your thing, trust your instinct, and listen to your clients. Because if they tell you it's great and they come back, then you're doing something right. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that 100%. I, I was sending out an email to the to my list the other day and kind of mentioned that, you know, stop stop looking at your competition and, and other people for marketing ideas and instead try something and think outside the box. That was the whole point of it. Like you can't follow everyone else and expect for people to treat you differently or everybody's website and Instagram and Facebook can say we're the best tan in this city or whatever it is. But, you know, you got to yeah. do something different and think outside the box to stand out. I've read, I've read it a few times where people say, look out, Jimmy Coco. <laughs> you know, because so and so, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm flattered, but you know, really, you, you know, you should be better than me on your own. You should be your own star. You right. shouldn't try to be putting out someone else's star. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. and there's yeah. there's plenty of room. Yeah, there's so much room, and and if you can, I I hope that someone is as successful or more successful than I am. I really do. I'm not competing with anyone at all. I am competing with not one person in the industry. I promise you. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That, that's awesome to hear from you. I mean, a lot of people, and like you said about the forums and seeing people do air and dirty laundry and things like that. I mean, a lot of times if you look at it, it's people worried about competition and, Oh my, somebody's friend wants to learn and they're asking all these questions, you know, who cares? Like <laughs> it is what yeah. it is. Like, and you know how many ups and downs you had and how much you went to, to get through or went through to get to where you are now. And you know that 99.9% .9 of people would never go through that and still be where you are. Right. People are going to give yeah. up. They're going to quit. They don't have a deep desire and passion and they don't care enough about it. So there's way more to it than just what products you use and what gun you use. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's another spray tanner. He's in um, northern Florida. I think I want to say Tampa or Jacksonville. His name is Mark Bonifan. And he'll send me emails, and he'll send pictures of his clients. He'll say, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And honestly, I answer him. And I try to answer everybody that has a question about uh, an issue. The best thing you can do as uh, a person who's really great at something is share the knowledge mm -hmm. because the, the knowledge you have really is worth nothing unless you can share it with other people as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I try, I try to at least offer something 
um, to people if they, you know, if they email me, I'm a fan, congratulations on your success, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. It really touches my heart. I appreciate that. I don't know who these people are, but they know who I am and they took the time to write an email. If I'm traveling or something and I don't get to them, then, you know, I know that I just re I just responded to some people on Instagram because it, it notified me that there were requests. I think I responded to some people that had, you know, sent me messages like a year ago. <laughs> I think I finally just answered them. So I, I do the best that I can. But like I said, you know, I just I don't focus on on all that stuff. I'm just in my own lane. Sure. Uh, but if I do see, if I get a message and I see, oh, there's requests here, then I'm like, oh my gosh, look at these people. Wow. And yeah. I'll try to answer them and, and, and give some give some love. Well, that's great to hear that you want to help. I mean, I, I believe invest, learn, teach. That's a great way to do it. And you learn more teaching other people because you actually think about it in a different in a different uh, you know situation or a different light, whatever you want to say. So that's that's great to hear that you're actually, you know, willing to help. And obviously you can only do as, as so much. Uh, people can be messaging, you know, you might get a lot of emails and stuff. So you can only answer so much. But that's really good to hear that you're willing to, to you know, give back and help as much as you can too. Definitely. Right. So, Jimmy, if you if you had to look at the, you know, the success you've had over the last 13 years since 2004 in your business and point out one thing that has helped your business get to where it is, what would you say is the number one thing that you've done well within your business to get it to where it is today? Well, I crashed the 2005 Victoria's Secret Fashion Show in Los Angeles. I went down and I, I went down, I was living up behind the Kodak Theater. I went down to the hotel and I bumped into a hairstylist friend of mine who was working on Miranda Kerr for the show. And uh, I offered Miranda Kerr a spray tan, and she accepted. And I said, I'm not going to charge you, but you have to get the other models to tan with me. <laughs> and at the, at the time, I had a summer entertainment guide on E, so I was pretty well known. And um, pretty soon, I was tanning most of the models, and then I was hired for the next 10 years after that. Huh. So that really helped because when that started, I was, you know... I would do tans for like all the beauty magazines because everybody wanted that the Victoria's Secret, you know, fashion show tan, mm -hmm. and um, that really helped my business. And I owe a lot to the Victoria's Secret fashion show and and Monica, um, who you know basically runs the show. Uh, that really helped me, and those years really helped, you know, keep my feet, my roots in the industry. And now, you know, the 10 years that I've had with the show is the most valuable token that I think that I have. I mean, one of the most valuable tokens. I have really, really amazing career highlights, which I'm sure everybody <laughs> will know if they go on Google, they'll see them. But yeah. I've had some amazing times. But that was really a chance because I was scared. And when I did get a call from the COO, at the end of the night, I thought, oh, my gosh, I never got permission. This is like a massive show. I never got permission. I'm going to get in trouble. I just thought I was in trouble. Uh -huh. But, no, she was asking for a tan. <laughs> and she said that the models looked very pretty and thank you. And, you know, they were going to be hiring me from then on. And so that was amazing. That was, you know, again, it was, you know, the confidence to do it. Yeah. And um, and I did it. And it worked in my favor. Yeah, definitely. Well, again, getting out there, going down the hotel, networking, just like randomly <laughs> fortuitous thing that happened and 
jumped on the opportunity, obviously gave a free 10, which I think a lot of times is overlooked, you know, going down there and, and giving something in order to receive it. Um, and sometimes yeah. it might turn into nothing. You don't know. You would have been happy to do it. And if it didn't turn into anything, it wouldn't. But, you know, she did introduce you, and that's obviously definitely catapulted your career and helped you a lot, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So a, a big, a huge thank you to Miranda Kerr and David Keough yeah. for, for that opportunity. Very for cool. Sure. Yeah, definitely. That, that, yeah, it's a great story to hear for sure. Um, and, Jimmy, I don't know if you can share, but what type of equipment and solution do you use? So I am recently, um, officially now, and we can talk about it, the brand ambassador for Mindtan. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Mindtan is a beautiful range of, of sunless tanning products and equipment um, in Australia. Australia. And they are the number one professional and number two retailer brand in Australia. And they have been on QVC, and they are nominated currently for three beauty awards on QVC. And uh, when they came to me, I was, uh, I was, you know, looking at their success and thinking, wow, you know, this is really great. You know, do they really need me? (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then I'm thinking, of course, of course they do. Um, (laughs) So we had, we, we had a lot of meetings and we had, um, I met the owner, they flew from Australia and they gave me a tan and um, I baked chocolate chip cookies for them, and I burnt the cookies. And it, was, it was too too funny. To come to find out, the thermostat in my oven was broken, so oh, I ended wow. up getting a new oven. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'll remember I, that excuse next time I burn something. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that's the truth. Yeah, that's, I know. And I was so embarrassed because I wanted the house to smell like cho- chocolate chip cookies, and I learned that through my real estate um, agent friend Carol Shogren. Um, you can bake cookies in the house to really to get, get them idea. into, yeah. you know, it makes it feel like home. Yeah. So I was, uh, I'm using the Bronze Babe device, and I am also using Mindtan's products. And they have a range of like 12 to 14 different solutions, I should oh. know this. Um, and I'm currently using Violet, mm-hmm. and I'm using Dark Ash, and I'm using Moroccan. So all of your viewers should go on and uh, order the Mindtan products because they are wonderful. Um, I've used many products in the past from Saint-Tropez to Norvell to California Tan to, I mean, I've just used almost everything. I've been sent, I think I've, anyone that's made tanning solution has sent it to me. <laughs> and, <sure>. and, and, <laughs> I've used, I mean, Aviva, who else? Um, gosh, and anyone listening to this that, that knows that I've used their, their tanning solutions. I've used, I've used everything, and I think that they're all great. Um, so, but I really got to tell you that Mind Tan really impressed me because they had something to address every skin tone issue. Right, yeah. And, and yeah, so I absolutely, um, I, I love Mind Tan, and um, we have a lot of things happening. So Very cool. in the coming months, keep an eye out. Watch JimmyCoco.com. Watch the website because I think that people are going to be blown away because we have some things coming that you have never seen before. Awesome. Ever. Well, definitely. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's uh, due to you know their expertise. I filed a patent on something, um, and we have some amazing, really amazing things, and I just love 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 working with them the, the the team is great and um the products are amazing and 
people are loving them. Awesome. We'll definitely keep an eye on that, jimmycoco.com. I'll definitely link that in the comments as well, uh, the yep. show notes. Uh, I, yeah, that, that's great to hear. I've, I've heard about the brand. I don't. Are, is it available in the U.S. or do you pay directly from Australia right now? It is available in the U.S. If you go on qbc.com, you can find um, some of the products. Okay. But if you go on, um, if you go on MindTan and you look at the different solutions, I believe I, you know, that's a really good question, Grant. <laughs> and we may have to uh, find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to find out and like post something. I'm not sure if they're warehouse here, but I know that they, you know, maybe you get them from Australia. But whatever it is. Do it because the products are great and sure. they're all express. So they develop in one to three hours without turning orange. They're absolutely beautiful and uh, well worth well worth the money. I promise awesome. you. Yeah, I, I just asked that because I know of a couple other brands and, and I think people also mentioned Mind Ten and talked about the challenges of getting it from there. But we'll keep an eye out. We'll make sure to check out the QVC and figure out the best way to get it for people, and we'll include that in the show notes so they can try it if they want to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So did you, uh, I don't think you did, but i like to ask about training and certification. Did you do any of that kind of stuff? Obviously, 2004, there probably was nothing out there, but in, in the meantime, since then, have you done any type of certification or anything like that? No, I have not. I believe I have. Um, I have the paper towel certificate. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's about as good as you can get it. That's my certificate. People probably have better certificates than me, and... Hey, go team. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but when I started, there was no certification. There was no training. There was none of that. I just kind of learned. But, mm -hmm. you know, I am planning on doing some master classes. So uh, awesome. that, that would be, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say a lot of people do it, and, and a lot of it comes down to a confidence thing. But like you said, that's part of getting out there and getting started anyway and, and practicing obviously like you said making all your friends into these crazy zebras and and tigers and all this stuff you were doing that that was your certification <laughs> yeah that was my certification the certification was the slap across my face when i when i spray tanned somebody and they had a line across their forehead from the haircut <laughs> there you go <laughs> live and learn the hard way people you just got to get started i see some I, I talk to so many people so i talk to a lot of people that are just starting out and i talk to a lot of people and a lot of them are lacking confidence, so they're overwhelmed. And I say, you just got to get started. You got to get a little momentum and do it. Like you, you have to. There's no way around it. Uh, yeah. You know, don't charge people if you're not comfortable. That's fine. Get comfortable with it before you start charging. But once you do, you know, be confident and believe in yourself. So that's something that a lot of people just kind of overlook. Um, and if you don't ever jump in, you're never going to get started. So exactly, exactly. And if anyone has questions, they can find me on social media. My Instagram is at Jimmy Jimmy Coco. Uh, my business page for uh, for Facebook is Jimmy Jimmy Coco or Jimmy Coco is my personal. Feel free to send me a message. I do try to answer. Um, it might be a year from now. <laughs> right. No, I promise I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be a little bit more on top of things. Sure. Well, Jimmy, uh, I appreciate the time you spent with us. I'd like to wrap it up with a final question, but I wanted to go ahead and thank you personally for coming on. It's been a, a great pleasure to talk to you, meet with you. I know that we worked hard to get this to work. You were traveling and, and all kinds of stuff. You're a very busy uh, man, so I appreciate you taking time out of your Friday evening, of, of all evenings, to share your story and all this great insight with us. Um, and I just wanted to thank you before I, before I ask the last question, um, which is if you could write a letter to yourself today uh, when you were just starting out 13 years ago, what would you say to yourself? Uh, what would I say to myself? I would say... 
when you were a kid and everyone said that you were I would say when I was when I was a kid people at Sunday school class or the church they would tell me you know what a, a lovable person I was and to never change and so I would say to myself listen to that and let that guide you because it's not necessarily I think a lot of people can give a great tan, but it's who you are also. Do they want to have you in the mix? Do they want you as part of their glam squad? Do you fit in? So you, I would say, you know, don't change. Be the, the empathetic, loving, generous person that you are because at the end of the day, that's what's appreciated. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with that. That's, that's awesome to hear from you, Jimmy. Obviously, one of the most renowned and most highly regarded people I'm in the industry, if not the, um, so that's great to hear from you. And just to know that saying that be yourself, people pay for, for you, not necessarily the service. They can get that elsewhere. So thank you for sharing that. And again, thank you for your time, um, and everything. And like you said, everybody can reach out to you on your social profiles. I will add those in the show notes as well as the information for mine 10. And we will keep up to date with your website since you said there's some awesome things coming out in the very near future. Yes, very exciting time. Very, very, very exciting. Thank you so much, Grant. And we'll talk. We'll talk again. You know, we'll we'll do this again. We will. We will, Jimmy. Thank you so much. You were definitely the most requested person. So thanks for for joining us. I'm sure this will get a, a ton of listens, shares, and everything. I'll, I'll share it with you as well, so you can share it with whoever you'd like. Uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast, though, and I hope you have a great evening. Absolutely, and thank you, and happy tans. All right, happy tans. Thank right. you. All right, take care. Bye bye. Wow, what a great episode of the Happy Tans Podcast. I'm pumped that we were able to get Jimmy Coco, the celebrity tan expert himself, on the podcast. First off, I want to thank Fabiola Trujillo because she is the one that introduced us. So thank you, Fabiola. That was very, very kind of you. Jimmy, I want to thank you personally and on behalf of the entire Happy Tans community for joining us and sharing your story. I know you have a million other things you could be doing on Friday night. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. Happy Tans listeners, make sure you sit down and really enjoy this episode because Jimmy shared a ton of information and how he went from a bartender to charging $100 per session and now up to $350 per session. Not only that, but he helped to pioneer mobile spray tanning and has taken it to a completely new level with his etiquette and gracefulness that he operates his business with. Jimmy shared a lot of great information and how he was able to push his career forward. He talked a lot about networking and meeting with people and how, you know, reaching out and helping one person open more doors for him. So that was great information into how he was able to grow his business into where it is today. Again, he is the Celebrity 10 expert. So if you have any questions, Jimmy did give his information where you could reach out to him. Obviously, he's very busy, so he'll do his best to get back to you as soon as possible. However, if you have any questions in the meantime, you can always come to the website, happytans.com. Come to me, Grant, at happytans.com. I'll do my best to get those answers for you. All the links and information that were mentioned on the podcast will be in the show notes that you can find over on the website at happytans.com. Again, Jimmy, on behalf of me and the entire Happy Tans community, thank you so much for sharing your story. It was a real pleasure of mine to be able to interview you and share your story with all the listeners. If you have any questions, again, grant at happytans.com. Come visit us at the website, happytans.com. And to everybody out there, happy tanning.